Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! You got places to go. I got places to go. That's true. I um, should shower, but I'm not going to be able to because I just didn't give myself time. It, the truth is I didn't get out of bed this morning is the real issue. It's yeah. because I stayed up late unpacking last night and I just didn't get out of bed this morning. So I watched this movie. Yeah. It's called Uncanny Annie. Uncanny Annie. It sucked. Um, Great. It's a Hulu original horror movie. So I don't have to watch it. Don't. Perfect. Do not. It's so bad. It's cool. not even like bad, it's funny kind of shit. Mm. It's just bad. Conceptually, I was very into it. Yeah. Read the description and like immediate, excuse me, immediately in my mind put together, oh, like Jumanji, but with like horror genre. Yeah. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. Cool. Fucking awful. All uh, Every character sucks. No one has anything positive about them. No one has any concept of, of stakes or, or worthwhile time or urgency either. Like, they're told from the get-go that they have an hour to finish this game. And they all keep on fucking wasting time yelling about whether or not they should keep playing the game. What's and I'm called? like, Uncanny Annie. Welcome to the vehicle. <laughs> this is around Halloween, right? Yeah. This will be actually the week of, I think. So there you go. Success. That's why I did it. There we go. I right. was kind of hoping we would get to um, the werewolf episode before Halloween, but mm, I think it's going to have to no, be after. No, I don't think we're going to get there. Too sad. Too oh, bad. Well. Anyway, welcome to the Feeny Call, where we talk about Boy Meets World and shitty Hulu original movies. Yeah! I'm sorry if you wanted to listen to the actual episode today, and all you got was that 10-minute <laughs> rant. Whatever Megan about decides that. to leave in. <laughs> I'll probably have to leave in most of it for context. <laughs> you just, can make it, it won't make sense without... Here, I'll give you an audio clip to use. If you want to hear me rail about Uncanny Annie... Go ahead and skip to the end of this episode. It was going to be in the beginning, and we realized it was too long, so we leave that up to you. We'll get you the Boy Meets World stuff first, and then you can listen to me rail about this bad horror movie afterwards, if you would like. Yeah, you can cut that into the end now. Amazing. So that you don't have to edit out the rant at all, but no one has to listen to the rant. Yes, there you go. Perfect. Perfect. Jesus. Anyway. Oh my god. We're talking about season two, episode four. Me and Mr. Jode. Of this candy corn's getting better. I think Joke. the ones lower down are less stale. That's probably true. They're less exposed mm. to that, so gonna, the yeah. world. Gonna do a little so better. now he's going to just make lots of candy nom. corn noises. Yep. Me and Mr. Jode. Me and Mr. Jode. Mr. Jode oh, I and have a, me. I, you know what? I knew that was going to come up at some point today. I knew it. All right. It's like Frog and Jode. <laughs> there are too many things. There are too many things. What other Jode jokes can I make? Oh, no. Okay, cup so... Of trip... What? Cup of Jode. Oh, cup of Jode. All right, that makes All right. sense. All right, anyway. Sense. Okay, anyway, go on. So What's the trivia? The trivia for today... So, Mr. Feeney looks out the window and says, Ah, St. Elgius. And uh, this was the name of the fictional hospital in St. Elsewhere, where mm. William Daniels plays Dr. Mark Craig. Mm-hmm. Eligius, I think. Maybe. St. Eligius. Yeah, that sounds right. Cool. So anyway. That's fun. That's a fun little writer's joke to mm-hmm. themselves, I suppose. Yeah. They really just like poking fun at old things that William Daniels has done. It's true. We love to just bring those up. Mm-hmm. Very successful. Uh, recap. Oh, yeah. I uh, had a timer mm-hmm. at one point. All right. Ready? And go. They're supposed to read The Grapes of Wrath for class, and Corey's reading it backwards, and then he gets in there and offers a very articulate point 
but then they're all asking questions about if this is going to be on the test or that's going to be on the test. And Mr. Turner is like, listen, if you read the book and have a discussion, then no test. And Feeney's like, I hear you're not having a test. And Turner's like, yeah, well, I mean, I, I thought I'd give it a try. And he's like, I think you're full of shit. Give him a test and see how it goes. And then he gives him a test and they're all like, no, this is bullshit. We're a union. You can't give us a test. And then they strike and then they all lose because Feeney comes in and then Feeney gives them his version of a test. And also Eric has Desiree. Yep. I <laughs> see. There's no time for Eric and Desiree. It's a lot, you know. There's no time. There's never any time for Desiree. Never time. Um, no one wants that. Yeah, I've. I feel like I've seen this episode so many more times than a lot of others. I don't know why. I just feel like I have watched this episode lots mm-hmm. in my life. Like I feel like it came on a lot, or something like that. I don't. Know. It just feels like I've seen it several times, more than many others. I. Like, I get that, and I think the reason is it just because it sticks out as, like, I feel like this is one episode that sticks out enough, or, like, has enough of a lesson that, like, if if ABC Family or Disney Channel is doing reruns or something like that, mm-hmm. this pops up more than yeah, yeah. other episodes. Yeah, that's what I mean. I feel like it came up on reruns more mm-hmm. frequently. Yeah. Because I would agree with that, but it also just sticks out in my brain because of the song that they sing. Look for the union label. Is anybody behind you, my song? It's great. Uh, You're right. That's that gets stuck in your head. Priceless. It's true. I mean, you know, that's that's like an old commercial jingle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a good one. It's a fun time. It's about education and about about unions and And about union and the grapes of wrath. wrath. What did you learn, Skyler? Oh, I learned that it's awesome to stand up for yourself and what you believe in, but it is equally important to look at where you're standing in the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. You know, it's selfish to ignore the grander scheme of things while fighting for yourself or your group or whatever it is, uh, and and to not see what you do have or don't have I'm not trying to say like don't stand up for yourself be thankful for what you have mm-hmm. you know like that's not yeah. where I'm at but the matter of like the point Turner makes about like your, your kids yeah you're not you're not migrant farm no. workers no nope. you know so you I'm glad to you took and... that but that's you're not that person yeah and so like you are doing the thing which is a great thing but you're not looking at your real context. Like mm-hmm. you've you've reframed your context to fit that narrative mm-hmm. as opposed to your narrative actually fitting that context. So yeah, yeah, the idea of like equal parts, stand up, fight for you know, mm-hmm. fight for the things that are good and fight for them, you know, and, and all that for goodness in the world. Mm-hmm. But also appropriately contextualize your place mm-hmm. in that narrative. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of same thing for me was Fight back if you are prepared to accept the responsibility for fighting back. Because mm. Feeney obviously brings it down, and he's like, "No football this season, no seventh grade dance." Yeah. And so like, You're right. yeah, you can keep fighting, but at that point, why just take the damn test? Like, why mm-hmm. would you keep fighting? The cost is so much greater than the reward mm-hmm. for one test. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of at that point like the context is right. the most important thing. Well, if you're fighting think, for like hu- your human rights, yeah. that has a greater, that's right. what so are you much really greater than like taking important. one test. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think that like what Alan says too is the idea of like you can take his test or that test yeah, referring exactly. to like life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, is great like summation of that all. Yes. 
Um, I do enjoy this one for a lot yeah. of reasons, though. I like, I mean, I love the song. I, so I also, like, love how Turner faces all of it. Mm-hmm. Start to finish, in a lot of ways, I think it's excellent. Yep. Um, the, the one thing I think he, he fails to do well is when he does give them the physical test. Mm-hmm. It's like he's he tries to like lie he to them about it, it. Yeah, in a and particular way. That... And I think like he thinks he's being clever. But for me, what that is, is when you have like a this is this is a very real situation. Mm-hmm. You've got a grown up nanny, parent, whomever, bringing their toddler to preschool. Yeah. And the first forty minutes of preschool, thirty minutes of preschool, maybe that's like a, a shared time where mm-hmm. like grown ups stay and then like it's easing off of that separation. And then grown ups get up and leave and mm-hmm. it's just the kids and the teachers then and like that's a very rough situation for a lot of kids mm-hmm. and there's a really effective way to do that and a really ineffective way to do that mm-hmm. and what some people think is an effective thing to do is to lie oh, to their geez. toddler and tell them they're gonna come back yep or like they're going to the bathroom or th- like whatever it is and to try to like convince your toddler that oh I'm not Leaving, I'm just leaving. You know, then then that doesn't go well. Like Mm -hmm. most of the time, even if it works for a second, like that kid's gonna lose it in a minute. And when I think that's the same thing here, where it's like, here's just like a survey with some questions that like I'm gonna grade when you're done. Yep. And like that's a test, as opposed to walking into the class and being like, I know this is what I said. And he yeah. tries to backtrack. Like, of once course. they lose their shit, he's like, I can't change it overnight. I'm like, you should have started with that. Yep. Should have started yep. there and been like, listen, I am an employee here. My boss says that, like, we got to do this this way. Yeah. But if it goes well, then he's willing to reevaluate. Like, just fill them in. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> just yeah, tell just them tell what the them. fuck it is. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, they clearly know the material, mm-hmm. as we learn later. So instead of trying to, like hand them you know a candy bar with razor blades yeah just tell them like hey this is a candy bar with razor blades yeah. <laughs> i don't know that's a terrible analogy <laughs> maybe the candy bar with razor blades yeah that's a little violent yeah that's not happy halloween everybody happy halloween it's all halloween themed today yes <laughs> but um, yes otherwise i think turner does a, a great job i like his point in the beginning yeah and i love that uh, as a teacher too like you know what, we're not going to have a test, but you're going to get a participation grade mm-hmm. based on class discussions. If our class mostly revolves around group discussion and analysis of literature, then like, yeah, I'm taking notes on when you talk and what you offer. Yes. And I will give you a grade based on that kind of conversation. And I remember it. it's such a, I mean, when you're in that position and you're in like seventh, eighth grade, even in high school, you're you have such a narrow focus on like, Okay, is it going to be on the test? Yeah. I need to ace the test because if I ace the test, then I'll ace my I'll get A's on my report card. And if mm-hmm. I get A's on my report card, then I'll like get into a good college and I'll be like, you know, mm-hmm. you are so narrow minded at that point. It's not about learning the material yeah. at all. Yeah. I don't there are a lot of things from high school that I do not remember because I crammed it in my brain. I put it all on a piece of paper and now it's gone. And so mm-hmm. simple things that I should remember, I never was able to apply because I was so worried about getting good grades and like getting an A on the test. And I think that I just, I, my heart breaks for Turner in this episode because I know what he's trying to do. And as an adult, I understand it. But mm-hmm. as a kid, I don't, I would not have understood that even if someone had really explained that to me. And mm-hmm. my, I mean, 
when I even my English teachers back in the day did try to explain it and they were like we want you to understand the material like that's the purpose of all of this is to understand the material not to get an A on a test but I was just like okay sure sure, <laughs> sure. but really you want me to get an A on the test it's like no they want you to understand the material yeah and that's just something now as an adult that I would say in the past five years I've actually learned mm-hmm. Feels like that's always an English and a history teacher thing. For sure. A little more well, than because math and science thing. Math and science. Or at least is that's all been formulas. my experience. Yeah, it's, it's been history and English teachers that have emphasized that more, I guess. And there's more. There's just a little more art in the English world, I would say. So, like, obviously, life imitates art. So, you read this book, you can pull themes from this book into your sure. real life. I well, can't. I mean, it, the yeah. Pythagorean theorem is very hard for me to pull into real life. Okay. Sure. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. It's all just it's a it's a difference in like your interpretation versus somebody else's interpretation. There's not a lot of room for interpretation in math. It's pretty yeah. much like it's this is the this is the this is what you have to use. This is the yeah. uh, equation that you have to use in order to mm-hmm. get to this final answer and it's not up for debate. There's yeah. one final answer, which is why a lot of people like math. Because it's one answer, and it's just, that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. For what it's worth, we love math and science teachers. Oh, yes. So and important. And you're very important, so valuable important. pieces and math of our and educational science, framework. Yes. And math <laughs> and science go hand in hand with art. You take the art out of math and science, and you're screwed. And you take the science and math out of art, and you're screwed. True. All of it's important. We value that education. Mm-hmm. Especially with the way the world's going, we need mm-hmm. a lot of high-quality scientists to convince a lot of dumb mm-hmm. people of a lot of seemingly clear science. Uh-huh. Anyway, happy climate crisis, y'all. Happy climate uh, crisis. That's what we're. That's the new holiday. Yeah, climate crisis. Yeah, climate life. So we. <laughs> Great. That's that's the real horror movie, folks. Anyway, anyway. we support our teachers. Mm-hmm. Especially public school um, teachers. Except for Mr. Feeney when he comes into the lunchroom and has just a coffee cup uh, full of coffee on a giant lunch tray and that is his lunch. Mm, I don't support you, Feeney. He did spill it too. I Mm -hmm. got that. Yeah, he spills it. He puts like three drops of creamer in it. Yeah. Yeah. Feeny, eat a lunch. Feeny, eat a lunch, man. Yeah, like, also, I get that. Like, like you're why does old, but... eat in the lunchroom so much with? Students? I know it's with like... the students. I mean, maybe he's like on lunch. He's duty? the principal and a history teacher. This they also make this man do lunch duty. Right. Fund your public school. <laughs> I don't. God know. damn. I know that we had rotating teachers for lunch duty. Yeah, so that's reasonable. No, he's the principal. <laughs> And a history teacher. Let the man eat his lunch. In his office. In his office or in the teacher's lounge or in his car or wherever the fuck he wants, truly, other than surrounded by yeah. middle schoolers. He's just, it just never High schoolers never now, I guess. Whatever. Jesus. Ugh. Who knows what it all means. Anyway. I'm just screaming at the table now. I mean, you can. It's 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 tough. It can Public it can teachers take it. in America, man. They just... Just really how important it is to have high quality teachers mm-hmm. in public schools and to get high quality teachers. Like you have to incentivize that shit. Yep. Like there's no incentive to be a public school teacher yep. in the world other than like you're passionate about it. Yep. Everything else blows. Yep. Especially <laughs> you know? in like Illinois. you make garbage money, you're treated like shit. Mm-hmm. You work way too much. You might get <laughs> Killed. Right. You you might be asked to jump in front of a your student and yep. shoot a maniac. Like, yeah. 
God, incentivize being a public school teacher some. <laughs> Just a little. Just at least give them enough fucking money to right? b- live in a decent apartment. Anyway, this is... Thanks for coming to the Thanks NPR for coming to right? Hour. Thanks for coming to our uh, TED Talk. <laughs> and this is, this is not the first and will probably not be the last time we go on a rant like this. Uh, moving on. Anyway, so besides the coffee for lunch, I feel like this episode was really, like everything was good except for these little, I just have like little things that I was yeah. just like, what? but why? Like, um, like at the end, Eric is wearing a pair of basketball shorts Oh, and like a sweater, On top right? of a pair of sweatpants. Yeah. Ugh, the Why? 90s. What a time. Why are you doing that? Well, I what is the purpose his outfit of that? When Desiree comes to the house, he's wearing his oh, fucking yeah. khakis and his unbutted, like, but tucked in to a V button down shirt and like a sweater. It, it's, sure, it's so bad. It's atrocious. It's bad. It's such an ugly ass look. And. I'd hate when Jason walks into the kitchen and starts hitting on, on Amy. Oh, uh, yep. It's gross. Not the first time that he's done that, No, though. I know it's consistent, but it's gross. I know. It's just weird. I don't think if any of my friends and or my brother's friends hit on my mom, my mom would be like, I don't, I don't really want to. No, that's wanna, fucking bold. I don't really want to hang out. I don't want you to hang out with them right, anymore. Right, like you cannot like, you hang, out, hang with out with them anymore. Yeah, it's just, but Amy is so savage in this episode where she like sprays Eric's pants mm. and oh she's... I love how much Amy hates Desiree. Yes. She is the audience. Yes. She's great. Um oh my god, did you we were talking about this in the last episode, but did you hear um Jason say North South rematch? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he said North South rematch. I could <laughs> no, not. No, you're right. I did flag that. Believe that, that. We were just talking about this it's in the true. last episode and that's so funny that he mentioned that. Mhm. Terrible. Terrible. It's good shit. There, the only other things that I caught were um, the instant regret on Corey's face when he... Uh, oh, when he hands in the Yeah, when he hands in the paper, yeah, he in the paper and he turns really, around and it's just like... It's an excellent young actor moment. Instant. Just nonverbal communication. Hands it in with such fucking authority. Yeah. Turns around to the camera. Oh, yeah. Man, which you can't see our faces. We're doing no. it. But uh, it's so subtle too. It's so it's so it's good. Not it's like really good acting. Really, it's not overdone to a point where it's obvious. It's right. almost like just it's something that just like happened and they keep going. Oh, yeah, that's. I mean, that's what no, I love about good. this show is they're all like all the younger actors are good enough that that it never becomes until like the last two seasons. I would say it never becomes like super. What was the word I'm looking? campy mm-hmm. until like probably the last two seasons but there are a lot of good moments in there where they have like really good acting moments and it's played off like it's just a normal moment yeah it's not like it's true yeah i mean reacting to the ridiculous circumstances under like normal events mm-hmm. is part of what makes it great mm-hmm. it's good stuff but then uh sean also says uh or turner's like something about do you know how that's going to happen or whatever? And Sean's like, mob connections. And I was like, oh, Sean, you'll get those. Don't worry. What is it? Oh, it's when, it, um, it's something about like, do you know what you need to form a union? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what you need mob to form a union? Mob connections. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just you wait. A job. Coming. <laughs> You're right. Mm. A little bit of foreshadowing there for Sean's later mob connections that we get. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's, that's um, all I have though. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a good one though. Like, it's a good episode. It sticks with you. There's, there's some. I like the. I like that Mr. Turner gets to meet the Matthews family. Yes. And we get that introduction that like he's a character that exists beyond the walls of the school now. Yeah. And we can like take him out for for trips to other places. Yeah. <laughs> You and know. it felt, it didn't feel outlandish for him to be there too because he came in he was like, well, normally I don't make house calls, but like <laughs> it was just this particular instance. Right, like, I feel like, like I this is to... my fault. I need to like unravel this. Mm-hmm. I do love, it's, I think they could have staged it better when he says like, you turn around, oh, yeah. Feeney's going to be there. And then he turns around. And he turns around and he's there, but he has no real reason to turn around. No, absolutely not. He, tur- I that he too. has to turn entirely too far for the point he's making to yep. actually see that. And I'm like, you could have put him somewhere else. Yep. Or you could have had him like realize this some like there there was some other way to do that yep. without being like, and could you turn like the full hundred eighty degrees on that line? And him being like, Why would I Why do that? And they're like, We need you to for the plot. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> we just need you to turn around and He's see like, It really feels like a strange actor choice. Just go just do it, man. All right, whatever. Just, yeah, you just gotta you just We just need the just shot. Just go with it. Right. Family on Matters is one. back on set in twenty minutes, so just get it done. <laughs> no, they've got their own set by now. I do kind of disagree with the end here, I guess. I don't disagree. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm with Turner when Feeney, when he's like, oh, I see him. We learned that without giving him a test. And Feeney's like, no, what did you just call that then? It's and, like a life experience. Or right. Or learning experience. Learning experience and whatever. And what I have to say to Feeney is like, what you just did is what Turner wanted to do. To do, yeah. To prove they knew the shit. The material, yeah. All he was saying was you won't have a written test. Yep. Like, the structured version of a piece of paper with questions on it in front of you will not exist, but you're still going to have to answer questions and talk about this book just, like, as humans. Yeah. You know? And so, like, yeah, Feeney, that's exactly what he was trying to do, bitch. There's one instance where I'm kind of like, don't you take credit for that, motherfucker. That was his plan. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's what he was doing. There are a couple episodes where I'm like, where I don't like Feeney. Mm. Only a couple. Mm -hmm. But the few that I do not like Feeney. There's a very strong reason for sure. it. I don't this one he's too smug for me. Yeah. He's too smug about it. He he is unresponsive to yeah. Turner's initial idea. Yeah. And then when he basically does what Turner intended to do, take credit, credit as if he like yeah. that was his genius the whole time. Yeah. And I'm like, "Listen, man, he was on it. Yeah. All right? Like, well, he knew what he was doing. Hire good people and then let them do their jobs. Yeah, exactly. Okay? Like, that is the, the key there. And you did not do that. And then you you mean-bossed yourself over there and took credit for it. Yes. And that was rude. And that was And that rude. was uncool, Feeney. Not cool. He gaslit Turner, basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> gaslit him. Yep. Shit. All right. Anyway. Wow. Rough move, Feeney. Who's your MVP? Turner. Not Feeney. Not Feeney. <laughs> it's not Feeney this time. No, it's Turner. It's Turner on this one for sure. Oh, yeah. It's definitely Turner. It's gotta be. Yeah, I mean, he killed... It's a it's a him episode. It's a Turner episode. Yeah, it's very It's very Turner, Turner episode, and he, he does a good thing pretty much straight through, and he follows through to the end, and even even when he's down, he's still doing all right. Yeah. Know, man. Like, share, subscribe, and yeah. if you're... Sticking around for that great 10 to 15 minute rant on Uncanny Annie. Oh my gosh. Uh, prepare yourself. Spoilers abound. Spo- yeah. So if you want to watch this Big movie spoiler. before I ruin the whole thing, 
<laughs> go for it but it will ruin but itself. like don't yeah <laughs> but also it's not good guys i don't recommend it but you know now i mean i don't know hulu and netflix they just they push their original programs on you and mm-hmm. and that's how they get you that's how they trick you into wasting an hour and a half of your evening when you could have been watching hocus pocus for oh. the 15th time or whatever right? you know, yeah. this season <laughs> yeah I watched both Hocus Pocus and Practical Magic twice last year. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. it was a good decision yeah, on we my watched, part. We watched The Craft not too long ago. How was that? I've only seen it once uh, recently, but it was really great. Mm-hmm. We watched all the Scream movies pretty recently. Mm. Haven't seen those before. I've, I've kind of taken, I used to be like really anti-horror movies, like just because I get scared and was like not about it. Yeah. But now I'm kind of at a place where I'm like, no, you know what? I'll watch a horror movie if it's clear, either from reviews or my friends or whomever, that it is like a good movie yes like a good script and good actors and good cinematography yeah like if all of these things are present oh and it's also a horror movie yes cool all right don't do gore i don't know yeah i don't well the gore is also a dependent thing for me like zombie land top notch yes i'll watch that shit all day and it's gory as fuck. Yeah. And that's fine because it's so good. Yeah. I'll forgive a lot of gore for high quality film. I'm kind of ready for Zombieland. I can't wait for Zombieland 2. I'm so excited for Zombieland 2. Uh, but a similar, like another zombie movie that I got through maybe 20 minutes of per a friend's recommendation, Sarah and I turned it off after like 20 minutes because it was not good and it was just gory and disgusting and it was so weird and uninteresting and disturbing. And I was like, nope, not like Zombieland. You have not earned the score. You did not earn my time. What so. was it? Uh, Cooties. I've never even heard of it. It's got... Fuck, what's his name? Frodo. <laughs> Elijah oh, Wood. Elijah Wood. It's got Elijah Wood and some other people. I think it's also maybe a Hulu original movie. Jesus. Oh, just don't watch God. Hulu original horror movies. That's, <laughs> They're just not That's good. the moral today. That's what we learned. Don't watch Hulu original horror movies. And that's all. <laughs> and that's... That's it. Class dismissed. <laughs> The concept is basically like what if like Jumanji and Zathura, like that idea of like a board game that sucks you into the board game, Mm -hmm. but a horror movie, right? Where it's like a horror board game. Like Ouija or Ouija or whatever. Oh, I didn't see that movie. I don't know. Maybe I guess. But basically like these friends, they they get a board game from the basement uh, and they're like, it's Halloween and they're all going to stay in and play a board game because their friend died on Halloween last year and they don't feel like going out. And he likes board games. So we're all going to stay and play this board game. We come out of the basement. <laughs> and it's basically... It's a lot of coincidental things. He died on Halloween. He also happened to like board games. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's stupid. It's so anyway, so they're all together and they like play this board game. And they're, the way the game works is like you draw a challenge card and it has a challenge. Mm-hmm. And like if you accomplish the challenge, then you take one letter from the girl's name, which is Annie... And you're trying to, like, spell her name out across Mm, the board. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, like, effectively, you have to win five challenges in order to win this game. Okay. And and then you're also told that, like, Annie's keeping time. And, like, if it takes longer than an hour, then, like, everyone's dead. And so, like, obviously, at first they start and they're like, this sounds like an easy and dumb board game. Mm -hmm. And, like, the first challenge is something stupid about, like, tell everyone what you're afraid of or something like that. And they think, like, okay, great, we do that. So, like, it's really dumb. Yeah. And they've got, like, three letters. 
And then, like, the challenge gets weird. And it's like, bite someone's neck till they bleed. Oh, jeez. And the person's like, I'm not going to fucking do that. Yeah. And so if you fail a challenge, you have to draw what's called a mischief card. And so, like, a mischief card then is honestly kind of the same as a challenge card except mm-hmm. like there's no winning or losing that you just it just like happens yeah. and you deal with it yeah. <laughs> um so you know then they draw mischief cards and like obviously like shit starts saying you know there's like scary like ghost things appear and like kill a friend or whatever oh my fuck. god i told you it's a fucking horror movie <laughs> um <sighs> anyway so then they're like oh my god this is real what's happening ah all that nonsense but it's not like you know in Jumanji when they draw like challenges and it's like and I'm talking like the original Jumanji movie yeah. and it's like you know giant fucking spiders are coming out yeah. or like you're turning into a monkey yeah. or like oh the plants like the whole building is gonna be engulfed in plants they're gonna try and eat you like a lot of real deal shit yeah. happens in that where it's like surmount this challenge or die and like it's hard mm-hmm. you know that's some real shit yeah literally one of the challenges they do here is called truth and truth and everyone's like what does that mean and then the card starts to change (laughs) and it's like i'm gonna ask five truthful questions answer truthfully win the challenge lie and then you and you lose the challenge Mm -hmm. and so then like the card is like do you have a secret yes is it a secret about someone in this room yes are you in like in love what blah 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 whatever it is one of the friends draws this card answers the five truth questions and is like really anxious about it yeah. You know, like at this point, one of their friends has died and they are understanding this game is real. We are in real, like, horror situation and yeah. life or death is on the line. But this motherfucker is having so much trouble with the idea of answering these questions honestly because, like, I'm sure it's, there's some, you know, like, oh, like, yeah, well, yeah, she cheated on yeah, someone yeah. in the room that yep. she, or whatever, you know, but she's in love with someone else in the room. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of shit. Yeah. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, you watched your friend die. 10 minutes ago yeah you understand the stakes of this game are literally and life, life and death. death like you can get and over all whatever you gotta, yeah i'm like all you gotta happens. do is answer <laughs> truthful questions i don't give a shit about your emotional baggage we'll yeah. deal with that i was like if this was me and someone was like answer truthfully or you die we did prove 10 minutes ago yeah, that this that's is a real deal legit. legitimate offer and they were like did you cheat on that person I'd say yes I did let's move I on did. now we'll deal with that when we'll we're not we'll deal with that when we're not gonna die <laughs> right, when we're not in this like black chasm God. void nonsense I know and so like they have you're like, welcome to be mad at me but I would prefer you being mad at me right. than me being dead <laughs> right exactly like, I'm like why is this hard yep that's yep well, I then, totally agree and then so she answers honestly and they get the letter at this point now they have four letters of her name they need one thing left and the other dude draws a card and he's like the game's broken it says the same thing and she's like it's not broken like you are also getting these truth questions answer honestly and he like he's just a douchebag character in the horror movie and he's a douche about it and is asked like if he has a secret or whatever and he's like sure yeah I've got a fucking secret Um, (laughs) and they're like whatever the next question is and he's like no you know what this is stupid fuck that no no and he like lies right yeah. clearly God, lies uh, and I'm like you dumb motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> you are one honest answer oh away from God, winning this game uh, it's not even like you are one slitting your friend's throat away no. from winning this game it's you are one answering yes yeah. I was present when what's his fuck died last year away from winning this game because that's like his secret is yeah. that he actually 
was like cheating. He was sleeping with that other girl that was answering the questions in the backseat of his car when their friend was driving the car and pulled yep. over and he like punched his friend and his friend was drunk and fell over face down in a puddle and drowned. Um, oh my God. Yeah. And so like his secret is that like basically he killed his friend uh, inadvertently and like has been keeping that secret. And so like, I'm like, sure. I get there's that's a like lot. That's like a big, yeah, that's sure. a lot there. You also know that you will be killed for lying is about this, secret, this. Yeah, is this secret more important than your death? Like, I just... I, it was, I guess it brings a new term or a new um, sense of uh, take it to the grave. I literally it was just... I couldn't deal with it. I no. was like, this is too stupid. These dumbass college kids have no idea. Like, they have no sense of stakes. No. Okay? Like, oh, man, we're probably going to fight about this for a month or two. Or I'm going to die. Yeah. Like, we're all not, we're going to get through this game. We're not going to be friends anymore. But, like, like, I can make new friends. Uh, I can't make a new life. Right, a fucking four-year-old could take the, like, cost analysis here. Right. And, and, and like, they could assess, like, hey, did you eat that cookie or I'm going to kill you? <laughs> if even in that mind, oh, I think, yeah. like, we could figure that out. No just, secret is worth dying. Oh, it just made me so mad. And then it, there's not even there's not even a satisfying ending. Everyone dies at the end of the movie. What? Yeah. So like all of them are dead except for two girls left now, and they they draw the wager card. And Annie, who's like this undefined, like we have no reason to understand Annie. Yeah. She is just some kind of creepy girl that wants to play a game. There's no other context for her. We know nothing else about her. We don't know if she's a demon or a spirit or whatever she is. She's just like this creepy girl that's tied to this game that wants to play a game. Um, and so she draws the wager card and she appears to these two girls and she's like, it's wager time. Ha ha ha. And they're like, what the fuck? Every move this Annie girl makes is like sped up six times so that it's like that creepy like horror movie. <laughs> Yeah. flashy switch kind of shit you yeah. can't see what i'm doing anyway um <laughs> and so like, it's all bullshit and she's like the wager is this we're gonna roll the die if it lands on me you go free if it lands on death you take your last breath and i was like not what? as good of a rhyme as you thought it was no. okay um and so it's like a six-sided die or whatever with like three annies and three like grim reapers and She's like, what are you going to wager? And the girl is like, well, I want all my friends back if we win. And Annie's like, okay, fine. That's what I'll wager. What are you going to wager? And she's like, I'll wager. And she's like, it has to be something big. She's like, I wager my life for theirs. And Annie's like, I don't want you. I want her. And like points at the other girl. And then they have like a five minute scene. These two girls like yelling at each other about which one of them it should be. And again, I was sitting here. I was like, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. this, this demon horror ghost thing over here made it very clear which one of you it has to be. Yeah. Like, you don't get you a say. Yeah, no, she's, she's pretty much... It doesn't matter. She's in charge of your lives at this right. point. You don't get a choice. Like, again, you, you're clearly misunderstanding what's at stake. Also, you're all dead anyway. Yeah. Because, like, it's not like this is going to be a fair dice roll. No, absolutely okay? not. Okay, like, you're going out. All right? And so, yeah, then, like... That wraps itself up. The girl that Annie wanted at stake is at stake. We roll the die. That girl dies. and Or that girl, sorry, they land on the Grim Reaper. And Annie's like, great, I want my prize. I won. And the girl is like, fine, kill me. And he's like, no, you kill her. And tells like her friend oh, to kill her. Geez. And I'm just like, what the f- what? fucking? And, uh, and so here this girl is standing here like about to kill the other girl. She's got a fucking uh, power drill. 
Ah, <laughs> the worst thing. That's like all they have nearby. No. <laughs> to kill her. And of course this dumb motherfucker is like, last second, let me try and power drill Annie instead. Jeez. And I'm like literal demon ghost spirit thing yep. that managed to put all of you inside of a board game. Yep. And you think a power drill <laughs> is going to kill her? You think you that's think that. what's gonna? You think no one else because they discover that like every like ghost ghostly face on the box of the game is like a person who's died playing this game and it's like full of faces, and uh, oh my god! And so I'm saying I'm like, you think no one else tried to kill this girl, mm-hmm. and you think you're so fucking special? Mm-hmm. Oh man! And so then Annie snaps the one girl's neck. And then they want you to believe they win because the girl takes the power drill and starts like drilling into the box of the game and like Annie screams and like black sludge comes out of the game box and everything seems like it's returned to normal except like this girl is sitting in the living room alone now with none of her friends. She's like sits on the couch and is like, oh, whoa. What? And then like cut to Annie like standing over her like you broke the rules and the camera pans to this girl's feet shaking and she's screaming and Annie kills her and cut to black. And I was like, what the fuck? We know nothing about the rules of this world. We know nothing about this demon spirit board game lady girl. Like all they say is like, oh, they must, like someone, they're all like, I've never seen that game. It's like, oh, it must've been left from like the weird owner who stoned this house before us. And like, that's all we get. more explanation about the owner. That's all we get is like, weird owner must've had that one before us. Oh my God. And it's just so fucking dumb. I just wanted to rant about it.